What's up, what's up, spooky folks? Welcome back to Man of Horror. I'm your host, Trent Ryan, and this is my horror pod where I talk all things scary. On today's show, we're heading into Doll Territory. I saw the film maybe last week, and I had to say I like it. It was so fun. It had so many classic horror elements with a lot of funny horror elements, but it worked. It worked a lot better than I thought it would. Um... So, you know, with that being said, that film inspired today's list as well, which is going to be my top five horror movie dolls. So it's going to be a good time. Um, I'll start with the list as usual and then stick around for my review of the movie Megan. Let's check it out. They're here. All right. So in fifth place from the Conjuring universe, the unbelievably fucking creepy Annabelle. I remember when I first saw her. I got chills. Like, <laughs> I think the thing about Annabelle that adds to the um, fear factor is the fact that she doesn't talk. You know, a lot of like horror movie dolls, they talk. Um, and that's kind of what what gets you. It's like this doll that can talk on its own and say fucked up shit outside of what it was automated for, or whatever the case. But um, you know, she just kind of sits there with that fucking eerie ass smile, and it's so effective every time. Um, and that's like whether from far away or close up, like whatever the angle, the doll just looks fucking creepy. <laughs> um, and then it's like the doll that they chose to represent the quote unquote real life doll is 10 times more creepier. Like, like if you've seen the actual Annabelle doll, nowhere near Like, yeah, it was, it was a perfect doll. Um, and honestly, I think just, you know, while most of the Annabelle films are, eh, you know, I think Annabelle shines the most. There's Annabelle creation, and then, um, was it the, the first Conjuring when we got introduced her? Yeah. Um, in those films, you know, she shines the most, but I just think overall the doll herself will just continue to bring people in, so. In fourth place from the Saw franchise, the little Saw doll. When that little fucker came out... <laughs> like oh my god the on oh, the little tricycle and the, with the little suit like i was so done it's amazing how like the doll isn't anything other than a symbol for the real killer and yet it's seen just as much as the killer like it, it's it was just a really effectively smart thing that they added um to that franchise that i think might be my one of my favorite parts like Again, like I said, when I first saw it, I was just like, oh, this is kind of creepy. You know, like the first one came out maybe like 07, 08 or something like that. So I recall being like, oh, you know, ew. Um, (laughs) But like now I see it and I'm just like, hell yeah. And I was so angry when they changed the fucking doll for that Chris Rock Saw movie, which was a travesty of a film. I won't say that. Maybe I need to rewatch. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway. (laughs) it's laughable like you know when you think about like the doll standing up on his like little legs and being on the track in the face and everything but that grin no matter what is always eerie and it it when when all the elements come together effectively depending on the, the scene it's anything but funny and third place new favorite my girl megan Look, I said it before, I'm going to say it again, I will probably say it one more time, but I had so much fun with this movie, like, 
um, it was definitely a talk to your screen kind of film. I was watching it with a few of my friends and we couldn't shut the fuck up <laughs> in a good way. You know, um, I won't say too much because, again, I'm reviewing the film, but it was just it was really fun. Um, the abilities that she had, the way that she spoke, her intelligence, you know, she was constantly like learning, you know, much like AI does. And she eventually goes Terminator mode, you know, Skynet, like full ass fuck you humans or at least. Yeah, pretty much. Um, she didn't try to like dominate the world, but mentally it was very fuck you humans. And I can imagine her getting to that point. Um, but I have to say there's my, my favorite scene is when um one of the main characters just kind of lets her know you know you killed a human and she goes oh big whoop (laughs) like who gives a fuck like it was such a boss man it was it it was enjoyable in second place from the child's play chucky franchise the lovely tiffany valentine the bride of fucking chucky yo this role was made for jennifer tilly like nobody else could have done this as effectively as her and it, it's crazy because I see her as the doll perfectly. Like, I don't know if that that's just good acting or like, like I said, you know, the role was made for her, but like she is the doll and is, you know, herself or I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But like from the moment she gave the doll the makeover in Bride of Chucky, like it made it more like her. I knew we were in for something different like and she's genuinely fucking psycho like <laughs> both the doll and the character which you definitely want and like your home movie dolls in general but she just has one of my favorite doll mentalities um she has had those moments so oh, we shouldn't kill anymore let's stop and then oh fuck it let's just go ahead and kill and constantly bringing up her mom you know like um and then really quick too because there's like two things i actually want to bring up um with the mom thing but first she has one of my favorite kills in the like franchise and that's the pinhead kill like it was it, that was that was such a dope kill um and then again yeah like how she always brings up her mom one of my favorite scenes is when um she does it one more time and chucky is just like geez tiff you know i killed that bitch 20 years ago and she still won't shut up <laughs> like it's such it was such so classic chucky and so classic um to their dynamic like amazing and now finally in first place and i feel like everybody should fucking know this but some people might not right none other than the motherfucking og himself since we're on the franchise (laughs) charles lee ray aka chucky i'm such a fan of the chucky series um i think i can't think of his name right now um the writer the creator of the series but i think his writing is just so good um the films thread so effortlessly and and they have different along with the show too and but even outside of that they have different feels from you know pure horror films to straight up horror comedy um it just it just works and the story again like i said is consistent and and if anyone's seen the chucky series um like the tv show that shit is so good like um and just like you know as a kid obviously chucky was so effective because the idea of your your doll the thing that you play with turning on you and being a fucking killer is intriguing and terrifying you know but i think for me the thing that really stuck 
like what's really brought Chucky to life for me was the voodoo thing. You know, the fact that he needed to do voodoo um, to, or first off, he did it to get into the body and he needed to do it to get out of the body. And it was just always this kind of this voodoo quest in a sense for me. And honestly, I wish sometimes maybe, you know, that's the only thing. Cause again, I love the writing, but I wish they maybe played it to the voodoo a little bit more. And there was like maybe, um, I don't know, a child's play film where he, ends up having a battle with, like, a voodoo shaman somewhere in, like, New Orleans or something. I don't know. Maybe, like, probably not so on the fucking nose, right? But, like, something in that 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 feel. Because, obviously, voodoo exists in this universe. So the fact that we haven't come across someone using it against Chucky yet is... I won't say a missed opportunity because things are still happening, but it's it's interesting so i think there's something i'm a, i'm gonna pitch that i'm gonna pitch that anyway <laughs> um chucky you know again it's just everything you know the the creepy but quirky voice the look the pure fucking insanity and um unbridled amount of just what's the word that i'm looking for disregard for fucking human life like he just doesn't it's like fuck y'all like i don't care um it just it just works, man. <laughs> um, and again, like I said, um, if you haven't seen the Chucky TV show, please, 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 if you're a Chucky fan, like, you know, of the films and you kept up with the story and everything, definitely check that out. It's so, so good. What do you want? I want to hear you scream. Okay, okay. So let's get into this motherfucking Megan movie, y'all. <laughs> I... So I think why it um, was so effective for me is because I wanted to see it. I, I thought it would be a decent movie, but I didn't have high hopes and it exceeded what I expected. So it just, it, it, it worked, you know, um, it felt like for me, she was like a mixture of Chucky and Terminator. Like, you know, that um that super intelligent AI killer robot thing, but also with that cutesy Oh, look at me, wanna play? You know, like that that thing um of just being a doll. <laughs> because at the end of the day, Terminator was far from a fucking doll. So she has that doll feel, but again, total fucking AI and a goddamn nightmare. Um and and again, you know, the the thing about it is obviously a, a killer doll or a doll coming to life or um, you know, killer AI, whatever, all these elements are necessarily new, but what made it so good and effective in this film, I think, is because of how well they meshed um it it played on those old themes while introducing elevated horror themes, right? Because at the heart of this movie, it's about in a sense, the connection between a mother and a daughter, you know, um, or just not even just that, but just like being a caretaker for a child or being a parent, you know, like that, that ultimately that connection and without giving like too, too much away, Megan 
in a sense, begins to see herself as a parent or a, a, a caregiver or, you know what I'm saying, because she's so connected to her child and, or, you know, the the child who toy she is. Like, you know, um, and it just, it, it was different. You know, like I said, again, we've seen the, the killer dawn and making the kid crazy. And then the other thing I like that they did too is that the kid, again, without giving away too much, was for the most part on the side of the doll like you know there's always like especially like just thinking back on chucky there's always the moment where the kid realizes and is and is like against the doll and telling everybody like no chucky made me do it and all these things it wasn't like that there was no megan did it i swear i promise you know there was none of those moments where you're just hurt and you're pissed off like damn would somebody just believe this child because she wasn't fucking like she was looking at megan like her 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 mom anyway you know, it was like, it was, it was done in a way that, I, I don't know, it was really smart. <laughs> I think it was really smart. Um, There was this one scene that, um, what, what, or one of the things that they did with Megan Rather uh, is like, she, she powers on and off. And then, so this one I'll say, spoiler alert, um, but she powers on and off by voice um voice command basically from the person who is set as the main user right um but it was set up as um um the the person who bought it for her she had her set up um as the other user basically so essentially they could both turn her off and on through voice command and so there was a moment where the little girl's not trying to like listen to her and so she's like megan you know just talking to the doll and the the mom quote unquote for this the caregiver i say caregiver because i just don't want to give fuck it i said spoiler alert so her aunt <laughs> her aunt is just like um megan turn off and the little girl's like no megan turn on and like megan's like oh hi and then like she goes back down shutting down like you know it's just like this um this fight and it was like a very interesting scene i really like that um there was another one where megan like this little boy and in the side note i think this little boy in this movie was like a fucking pervert or something um because like basically the little girl has to go to like this this camp thing and she takes megan with her and uh, this little boy is like picking on the little girl she's in the middle of the woods for whatever fucking reason and he is like picking on her and megan comes up and then he goes and grabs megan and like runs with her and stuff he like lays her down and i'm just like wait what's going on here because like he the reality is he was like you know there's like in middle school or some shit i think i like like fifth or sixth grade somewhere in that in that range so kids are fucking gross and like I don't know, man. Like, he just, like, goes to, like, lay the doll down. Luckily, Megan kind of came to, and things happened after that. I don't, I won't talk about this scene further in that sense. But, yeah, she chased him. That This part is in the trailer, like, a fucking dog, and that shit is crazy. Like, it was like, whoa, because she's learning. Um, So she learns from the things that she's exposed to, and there's a dog that lives next door to where she is. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Because I was about to get into some other shit. And I'll fuck around to this whole movie for y'all. <laughs> but no. Um, yeah. Um, overall though. I think Megan was a really good film. There's going to be a sequel. 
the way that it ended and I actually if I'm not mistaken I think I read somewhere that there will be one that it was greenlit for one so definitely excited for that one um I gave this three out of five stars um the first star is for watchability super watchable film I enjoyed it like I said we talked to the screen me and my friends and yes we may have had a mimosa or two at the time and maybe a shot or two at the time but (laughs) um it was still the kind of film that you would talk to the screen to and I think those are some of the most watchable films obviously um the second star is for story creativity again you know the concept while not new the execution in a lot of ways was they mixed classic horror concepts with elevated horror concepts and it just is it worked you know it was really done in such a smart way that like as a writer myself i admire um and then the last star is for killer fear factor because here's the thing we're getting closer and closer to ai if well like we have it and they're just not like i don't know i don't know how to explain it but like that shit is creepy it's scary as fuck and one day ai can possibly take over and that's just like a real you know i mean one day anything can happen but thinking about that again (laughs) the way that they and it's like i don't know how how technical some of the science is in some of these films but it seems fucking doable to me so it's like if this film could figure it out like you're not about to tell me our government has it so it it just creeped me out not megan herself but just the tech behind megan um so yeah that's my three out of five stars definitely check that one out um thank you guys so much for listening i want to say um we are at about 470 listens currently um, and that's across the board with this and Love Journal. So I'm so, so hyped. I'm 30 more listens in. And then I'll be at my my second Big Mark goal, which was 500 listens. So I'm so excited for that one. I appreciate you guys so much. Don't forget to follow the Instagram page for the pod, Man of Horror underscore podcast. Don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and comment. And until next time, stay spooky, folks. Peace. Bye.